stuff, not the old stuff, fresh anointing. Somebody say, this is fresh. It's flowing my way. Right now, right now, it's a season of power. Let the weak say, I am strong. And prosperity, let the poor say, I am rich. Oh, it's a new season. to be here as long as your your destiny is not complete he will keep you keep your eyes upon him and he will keep you in perfect peace those whose mind are stayed upon him those whose hearts are stayed upon him those who rush into him he alone deserves the glory, brothers and sisters. He alone deserves all the praise. Come, bow your knees to the King of Kings. Social media is not your God. Money is not your God. Your job is not your God. Workaholics out there, tomorrow morning you lose your job. You, you, they replace you with somebody else. What is the most important thing to you? That is your God. But this morning, have an opportunity to give your life over to the true King of Kings. The true Abba Father who loves you. So he gave his only begotten son for you. So you might have that relationship with him. To recognize him as Lord and bow to him because he alone is worthy. He alone is worthy to be praised. In Jesus' name, amen. If you have decided to give yourself to the Lord and to give your life over to him, we want to hear from you. We want to walk this journey with you the holy spirit is there with you and he's nudging you but we want to walk this journey with you so you may call us at 469-333-0397 or you may drop us an email at newhorizonmen at gmail.com Have a blessed week and Holy Spirit continue to reign in Jesus' name.
Good morning, everyone. My name is Ava Green Cameron. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we thank you for an opportunity to come. To come into your presence, Lord, with the confidence that we are loved by you. This morning, Lord, we don't have to wonder. For those who know you as, as Lord and as Savior, we do not have to wonder this morning. We do not have to contemplate this morning, where is my life? Or where will I spend eternity if my life is required of me today? I was told two weeks ago about a, two, an accident. Two cars collided, head-on collision. They spun into the, the air and the one landed on the bonnet and caught a fire. Four persons were in that SUV. They were only able to get two out. And the other two burned to death. And as I heard that story, I thought, I said, clearly those persons, with the conversation they may have had in the car was about coronavirus. Or if they didn't at that time, they would have had that conversation the day before or even days before. But they did not recognize that corona was not what they needed to fear. Because their life would have been taken from them. And if they did not know Christ, their end would have been destruction and ruin. But on the other flip side, if they knew Christ, that fire could not stop them. That fire could not stop them because their hands were held by God and he knew them by name because they were already his. I do not know where you are this morning. I do not know what your fears are this morning. I do not know what is the most important thing on your mind this morning. But as Anne mentioned earlier, if you do not yet know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Now is the time. You may struggle with unbelief or disbelief or whatever it is. You may struggle. But ask him, Lord, reveal yourself to me. Whomever you are, God, reveal yourself to me today. And I'm guaranteeing you that he will come and he will open the way and he will show you the way and he would bid you to come. 
This morning, I want to share with you from Galatians 6, 7 to 9. And the topic that I'll be sharing with you from is, is I reap what I sow. Galatians 6, 7 to 9. And the topic I repeat is I reap what I sow. For those of you who are online, there's a handout. And for those in my midst, the handout you got when you came in this morning. Now is a good time to get it out. Father, I just pray that as your word go forth, Lord, that it will accomplish only what you want it to accomplish. Lord, I pray that you will speak this morning. Here I am, a vessel, just a vessel. A vessel, Father God, in which you can speak through to your people and they can hear you speak. Lord, I thank you that you are here. Your presence is here. You are here. And not only are you here, but you are, you are exactly in the presence of the people who are listening to the sound of my voice. Because you are omnipresent. You are everywhere. And I thank you, Father, that I can come this morning with a, such an assurance, such confidence this morning. That you are in control. And that whatever I sow, that will I reap. And so, Lord, help us to be good planters. Help us to be good gardeners, to be good farmers. So that, Lord, we will sow the very thing we desire to harvest. And so, Father, we just give you thanks as you speak through, through us, to us this morning and through me. In Jesus' name, amen. There's a song that comes to, came on my heart this morning, even as I sat in worship. And the song says, I will praise you in the good and the bad. I'll praise you whether happy or sad. I'll praise you in all that I go through. Because praise is what I do. And I owe it all to you. And this morning, Lord, that is what I'm, I'm sowing this morning. I'm sowing praise. I'm sowing worship. I am sowing praise. I am sowing worship. I am choosing this morning to sow praise and worship to my living God. I am choosing this morning that even though the news, each day we are bombarded and bombarded with the news of persons dying and things that are happening and persons who are, con con um, who are contagious or, or, or contracting the disease and persons who are, and we are hearing so many things. I choose this morning to praise God. In the good and in the bad. Through the good and in the through the bad. I'll praise you. 
Praising God in this time is a choice. It's a choice. I choose to praise him through all that I'm going through. I choose to praise him. I choose to exalt him because as he shared with me last week, if I fear coronavirus and I fear him, then coronavirus is my God. But if I fear him and that the fear that he speaks to us about is a fear that causes us to love him and to revere him. If I revere him, even in the midst of what is happening, the craziness and the stuff and the circumstances, being mindful that is happening, but being mindful that he is in control, I have chosen to make him my God. And so I'm asking you this morning, what are you sowing in this season? Is it fear? Is it anxiety? Is it worry? Or are you sowing confidence, trust, faith in God? As I said earlier, the text this morning is Galatians 6, 7 to 9. And the topic I reap what I sow. Galatians 6, 7-9 from the NIV version reads as follows. Do not be deceived. 
God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. And whoever sows to please their flesh, from the flesh will reap destruction. Whoever sows to please the spirit, from the spirit will reap eternal life. Let us not become weary in doing good. For at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. I love mangoes and decided many years ago, to, I think it was actually 2009 or 2008, I decided to plant two mango trees in my home. And so I went to a reputable nursery and I bought two plants. And I went home and I planted them and I expected a harvest because I loved mangoes. And if I had, because I never had a big yard space, I only wanted to plant the thing that I wanted to reap. So I didn't want to plant apples because I wasn't interested in apples. I, would, I didn't want to plant some soursop. I wasn't a lover of soursop, but I wanted mangoes. And so I realized it was so important for me to plant what I wanted to harvest. And so I expected the crop to yield mangoes after the kind that I planted. And I realized that because the nursery was a, was a reputable nursery, I expected the mangoes to be the best quality mangoes that I could have gotten. And so I said, I planted. And year one, you, look, you, you tend to the plant. Year two, I tended to the plant. Year three, I had to migrate. And then, year, I never thought about the mangoes again until year five. My daughter sent me a video of the tree laden, both trees laden with mangoes. I was elated. I, I, even though I was not physically there to eat them when they were ripe, I felt as if, wow, did they know the thing that I had planted, the thing that I had sown, the very plant that I had planted, here it was yielding a harvest. The thing about it, though, is that the mango de came up, developed, I'm not sure if it developed or they had fungus on the leaves. And the leaves then, and, and from the leaves, it transferred to the mangoes. And the skin of the mangoes had these black spots. And so though, though the mango, when I went to Jamaica and I had the mango, the mangoes were sweet and tasty. But they had these black spots on it. And so the mangoes, after being picked, would not last as long. Because the fungus was there eating away at the skin. And so I heard that the only way to get rid of the, those fungus was either to spray the tree with a fungicide or to prune the tree and cut back, which I did both. And I realized that, that after the tree started to yield, because once you cut back all the leaves, the fungus went, because the fungus started on the leaves. And the, and the mangoes after that were great. Hopefully I will be able to have some this year. Plants, like human beings, are susceptible to disease, fungus, and virus. And an article I read last week states that one of the simplest ways to ensure a great harvest 
is to start with the preparation of the soil and to the selection of the seeds. And so they recommend that if you're planting a crop or a plant, choose a seed that is disease resistant, a seed that would resist the, the fungus or the virus or the disease in, in your area that could affect that plant. And they also mention about getting the right soil, the right pH soil, and knowing the fertilizer and all those things that are needed. So you to, to, to have a soil test of, so you can ensure what the phosphorus and the sodium and the calcium and the nitrate and all those things that are in the soil to ensure that it's there. And they say you need to do this so that you can reduce the amount of money you spend because I had to spend money for fungicide I had to spend money to get someone to cut back the tree. And they said for you to reap the best or to yield the best harvest, that is when you choose a disease-resistant a disease seed. A disease-resistant seeds are treated to resist and to defend themselves from viruses, disease, and fungus. They yield a better harvest and they reduce the time and money spent on managing a disease problem. And so we recognize for us as human beings, the things in our life that we want to reap. Like a plant, we need to sow disease-resistant seeds. And you may ask, what are those? Disease-resistant seeds for us are seeds that are planted in praise. So I said, God, I choose to praise you this morning. I choose to worship you this morning. I choose to trust you this morning. Those are seeds that I am planting in my life. I this morning could have been so engulfed by fear that I could not come out of my bed. But I choose this morning to plant seeds of praise and trust and hope and faith in God and, and those seeds guarantee me an harvest that once I praise him he has my back once I praise him in the good and in the bad he comes and he says because you have chosen to praise me my daughter I choose to be with you I come as your harvest your praise is your seed and his presence is our harvest seeds in general, have the latent potential and the creative and phenomenal power and ability to germinate and bring forth a harvest after its kind. Even if you have a seed in the dark where there is no light, because of its reproductive structure and its DNA, it naturally wants to grow. And so once you disperse that seed or you sow that seed, it is definitely going to grow. And so is our thought life. Our thought life is a seed. And if you keep that seed and once you speak that seed or once you allow that seed to take over your mind, it dictates your actions. It dictates your, 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 your speech. After this morning, I want you to look. What are the seeds in your thoughts? My first point this morning, and if you go, go to your handout, my first thought and um, point this morning is our words, our thoughts, and our actions 
are seeds. And they too have the creative power and ability to germinate and bring forth a harvest after its kind. Our thoughts, our thoughts don't have to be spoken, but once entertained, influence our actions and speech. Genesis 1.11 says, everything starts with a seed. That's our second, second point. Everything starts with a seed and bears according to their various kind. Ecclesiastes 11.6 and John 12.24 says, nothing happens until the seed is planted. And when it is planted, the crop yields many seeds. Nothing happens until the seed is planted. And when it is planted, the crop yields many seeds. I planted one plant that came from one seed. And the plant, the mango, did, is not only yielding one mango, or did not only yield one, one mango, it's mangoes after mangoes after mangoes. So it is yielding a harvest long after. It's like every year I am guaranteed to have two harvests from each mango tree because that's the nature of the crop, of the plant. And I, the Julie mango tree is only producing Julie. The East Indian mango trees only produced in East Indian. And if it was apples, I would only be, if it was Fuji apple, I would only be reaping Fuji apple from that tree. So the seeds that you and I plant, and once they germinate, and once they grow into a plant and a crop, they start to yield a harvest after its kind, year in, year out. So how have you been planting? Have you been planting seeds that are susceptible to disease, virus, and fungus? That is fear, anxiety, worry, stress, hatred. Or have you been planting disease-resistant seeds? Love, faith, praise. What seeds are you planting, especially in this season with the COVID-19 pandemic? Is it faith in God or fear of the implication of the virus? The next point I want us to look at is, I reap what I sow. Galatians 6-7 says, do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. And so we recognize that sowing and reaping is a fundamental principle in God's kingdom that works for everything and everybody all the time, either for good or for bad. And it comes at the right season. You and I cannot reap if we did not sow. 
But at the same time, we only, we, we, what we sow is only what we will reap. So if you sow fear, expect to reap fear, anxiety, worry, stress, and sickness. But if you sow love, compassion, faith, worship, and praise, you will reap blessing. You will reap hope and confidence in God. One of the things that I have recognized, is, 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 even as I, I grow older and mature in God, is that the more I trust God, the more it extinguishes the fear, the fear that I had or would have had. And it teaches, trusting God teaches me not to lean on my own understanding because I do not understand COVID. But it caused me to, rem to, it reminds me that God promises that he will work all things out for my good. And he promises that once you trust him, once you depend on him, once you hope in him, he will work things out for your good. In Galatians 5.16, Paul encourages the church to walk in the spirit and not gratify the desires of the flesh. And in Galatians 6.8, he says to sow seeds of the spirit to reap eternal life. And that's another point. If I sow to please the flesh, I will reap destruction and ruin. But if I sow to please the spirit, I will reap eternal life. Galatians 5, 19, 95, sorry, 19 to 26 tells us that those who sow to please the flesh reap the acts of the flesh. And the acts of the flesh are hatred, sexual immorality, fits of rage, selfish ambition, envy, dissension, discord, idolatry, witchcraft. But when we please the flesh, the results are clear. When we please, it, it, it's like you cannot get away from it. If you live your life each day for the flesh and pleasing the flesh and feeding the flesh, and we, we who, are, who have too much weight on, we understand it. You spend our lives eating and eating the wrong things, and then we say, Lord, I want to lose some weight. But the first opportunity we get again, we go back to the food that is tasty and unhealthy because we are feeding the flesh and when we feed the flesh the results are very clear we cannot inherit the kingdom of God but those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passion and desire and have sown seeds of love and faith and kindness and righteousness and will reap a harvest of love. You notice the fruit of the spirit? The fruit is what a crop yields. And if you are reaping love, if the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control, what did you think was planted? The same things would have been planted for you to reap it. Because a plant reproduces after its kind. Proverbs 22, 8 says, He who sows wickedness reaps trouble. But James 3, 18 says, But peacemakers who sow in peace reap the fruit of righteousness. 
Psalms 101 verse 5 says, Whoever slanders their neighbor in secret, God will put to silence. But 1 Thessalonians 5.11 says, Paul encourages to, in, instead of slandering, encourage each other and build each other up. Matthew 7.1-2 tells us that when we judge others, we will in the same way be judged and with the same measure we use. So imagine, I am judgeful and I'm critical and, and, I, and I'm gossiping and the thought of it, when I read the scripture, I just could not imagine. I said, God, if that is what I have planted my entire life, imagine how many persons out there are gossiping about me. Imagine how many persons are being critical and judgmental of me. Imagine how many persons are condemning me. But Luke 6.37 says, if we condemn others, we too will be condemned. But if we, if we forgive, we too will be forgiven. Proverbs eleven twenty four says, One gives freely, yet gains even more. Another withhold what is right, only to become poor. So sowing is also sowing our material things, our money, our, ta our time, our talents, our gifts. Proverbs 19 and 17 says, Whoever is kind to the poor, Lends to the Lord and he will reward them for what they have done. Therefore, whatever you and I do, do unto the Lord from a loving heart. And when I thought that I was preparing, I said, God, there are many, so, many weeks that I, I've just prepared to come to Sunday church only because I had to come. And I, and I remember going through that phase. I'm not there anymore. But I remember going through that phase over and over. And every week, I draw myself. And I say, God, imagine if that was that. I was sowing seeds of, of unfaithfulness. I was sowing seeds of laziness. I was sowing seeds, God, that I did not want to come. And I said, God, imagine if one day you chose to be unfaithful to me. Imagine if one day, Lord, you said, I'm only going to allow her to wake up because I, just because. I'm only going to allow her to be well, just because. Or he said, I am only going to allow you to. And you know where you have been unfaithful. And you know the seeds you have planted, the negative seeds. But he says to me, when you serve, serve with all your heart. And when you speak, speak words of encouragement and faith and not gossip, fear or judgment. When you give, give your best. For if you sow generously, you will reap generously. But if you sow sparingly, you will reap sparingly. Each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion. For God loves a cheerful giver. 2 Corinthians 9, 6-7. So what kind of harvest are you currently reaping? And if you stop and look in your life, you will see the harvest you're reaping. And what will your future harvest be like? Will it be a bountiful or a small harvest that is blessed or cursed? 
That's a question I want you to answer. What is your harvest like? Look, look in your life. What is your harvest like? What are you currently reaping? And what do you, based off what up, up to today, what the seeds you have sown, what do you expect your future harvest to be like? Will it be a bountiful harvest because you have sown generously of your time, your talent, your gift, your money, your words, your thoughts? Or will it be a small harvest? A, a harvest that is susceptible to disease and fungus? Or will it be a harvest that, is, that resists or intolerable or immune to disease and fungus? Because you have sown in righteousness. You have sown from the spirit. We cannot sow. The next, on you go back to your handout. We cannot sow, and if those are online, you can look online. The, 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 what the handout is also online. We cannot sow to please the flesh and the spirit at the same time. The bad will contaminate the good. So we cannot at the same time so bad seeds and so good seeds. Deuteronomy 22 verse 9 cautions and it says, Do not plant two kinds of seed in your vineyard. If you do, not only the crops you plant, but also the fruit of the vineyard will be defiled. So the, you notice the, the, the good do, does not change the bad. It's the bad that contaminates the good. Negative words have a way of canceling out God's plan because death and life, according to Proverbs 18.21, is in the power of the tongue. And so if you speak negative, and in order for you to speak negative, because I, I, I think about the times in my life where or the, where I am most quarrelsome or I am more, most angry. It affects my, my whole attitude. I cannot only speak the things that my body is not acting out. You and I cannot sow love and resentment at the same time. We cannot sow trust in God and fear at the same time. The bad will contaminate the good and it will void or nullify the work of the good. James 3, 10, 12 asks, can fresh water and salt water come or flow from the same spring? Can fig trees bear olives? Can grapevines bear figs? Could I have planted apple trees knowing that I needed, my man needed mangoes? What I sow is what I will reap. What you sow is what you will reap. The next, the, uh, go back to your handout. There is a number six on your handout. There is a prescribed season 
for my harvest. There is a prescribed season or a proper season for my harvest. Ecclesiastic 3, 1 to 5 tells us that there is a season for everything under the sun. And Galatians 6, verse 9 tells us, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest. There is a season for everything. Planting and reaping are two different seasons. But what I realize is that they are dependent on each other. My harvest, your harvest is as a result of what you had sown. The paycheck you got on Friday or last month was as a result of the fact that you earned it a week in advance or a month in advance. So those of us who sow nothing have no harvest to reap. And those who have sown must patiently wait for the harvest because you know that you earn one week in advance. You know that you, 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 you worked at your office and you didn't get paid for that first week, especially when you just start the job. You won't be paid. They have what they call a week in the back. But it's because you had sown, because you have sown your labor, you had worked, that's the only way you could have gotten paid. But Galatians 6, 9 encourages us not to grow weary. In the proper time, in the right time, in the season, you will reap a harvest. So sometimes you may be wondering, Lord, I have done this and I have done that and I obeyed you and I did this and I did that. And you're not seeing anything, nothing, no fruit of your labor. God is saying to us this morning, at the proper time, at the right time, at the season, in the season, mangoes only come in mango season. Apples come in apple season. Strawberries come in strawberry season. Everything bears after its kind in its season. And Paul is saying to us this morning, do not give up. The quality, which is number seven, the quality of our lives today is as a result of the seeds we had sown yesterday. And the quality of our lives tomorrow is determined by the seeds we sow today and yesterday. The quality of our lives today is as a result of the seeds we had sown yesterday. And the quality of our lives tomorrow is dependent on the seeds we saw today and yesterday. I want you to think about your life today. Because what we are reaping today is as a result of what we saw yesterday.
And yesterday does not mean Saturday. It means all the days before today. And the quality of my life tomorrow, Monday, is dependent on the seed that I sow today and the seed that I sow after. When we think, speak, or act, even though we do not see the immediate effect of the seeds, they are germinating. And they are germinating to bring forth a harvest after its kind. A seed that is susceptible to disease is going to come bring forth death and curse. And a seed that is immune and resistant to disease and virus is going to bring forth a harvest of life and blessings after its kind. So be patient and bless God for the delay. And when you think about the delay, because the seed that you were planting was a bad seed, thank God for the delay. If the seeds that you had planted all your life were bad seeds, disease-prone seeds, thank God for the delay. Because many things we pray and we go and we say to God and we ask God for, if he had only answered that prayer then, and we look back and we get a ch chance to retract and we say, God, I am so happy that that seed didn't bring life. But we can't even say that it didn't bring life because seeds are germinating to bring forth a harvest. Habakkuk 2 3 says, Even if it tarries, wait, because it will surely come and not delay. So, this good things and the seed that you have planted all your life, wait. It seems as if God is slow and he's not coming, but Habakkuk says, No, he's coming. If it tarries, he's coming. And Isaiah 30 18 tells us that God longs to be gracious to us. And 2 Peter 2, 3, 9 tells us that God is not slow to fulfill his promise, as some understand slowness, but he is patient with you and I, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. So though the fig tree, look as if it is fig season, and there is nothing the mango tree, no mango. The seeds you have planted, no nothing, no fruit. God is saying, wait. Wait. I am not slow. I, I am just a patient God. I am waiting for the things to fall in place. To give you your harvest. But you are going to reap a harvest because the seeds are germinating and have germinated. And they are growing. So how do we guarantee a blessed harvest from the seeds we have planted? Plant seeds that are disease resistant. Seeds that resist pleasing the flesh but pleasing the spirit. All our words and actions remember begins with a thought 
And while I was preparing this this week, I did not recognize how powerful the thought life is because I became so aware of my thoughts. I became so, and that the Lord in the midst of it started to show me something that I did wrong. It's like he brought back memory of the thing that I did and I'm reaping the harvest and I didn't know. I'm there praying about my harvest. Lord, why is my harvest the way it is? Why is my harvest the way it is? And he's reminding me, these are the seeds you had planted and you are reaping a harvest after its kind. So how do I guarantee? Not only do I plant seeds, but I constantly renew my mind according to Romans 12 too. I renew my mind with the word of God so that my actions and my speech will yield the harvest I desire. Philippians 4 verse 8 says we are to think thoughts that are true and noble and right and lovely and pure and admirable. Ephesians 4.29 says we are to speak words that are edifying and wholesome. And 2 Corinthians 10.5 says when the thoughts are planted, you can take captive the thoughts to the obedience of God. But you may also ask, what about the seeds that are already planted? 1 John 1, 9 tells us, if we confess our sins, God is faithful and just. And he will forgive us of our sins and cleanse us of all unrighteousness. So there's a place for repenting and renouncing. Lord, I have sinned. I have planted so many negative seeds. I have planted so many seeds that are the susceptible to disease, God. And the trees have grown and they are yielding a, a fruit after its kind. But God, forgive me. Proverbs 28:13 says, "He who conceals his sin will not prosper, but whoever confesses and renounces them will find mercy." So this morning I want you to stop and think. Lord, just give us a flashback of the many seeds we have planted. Why is our harvest the way it is today, you may be asking. And many of us go before the Lord and we pray and we pray and we pray because we know how to pray. And the Lord is saying, the law of sowing and reaping is what you're, is, is, you're operating under. You have reaped or are reaping what you have sown. We are reaping what we sow. The quality of our lives today, the quality of your life today, the quality of my life today is as a result of the seeds I have sown. But the quality of my life and your life tomorrow and tomorrow again does not only mean Monday. 
tomorrow, all the other tomorrows is dependent on the seeds you sow today. And again, today is not only Sunday, but every today. You and I have an option to sow the seeds we want to harvest. Just as I told you, I sowed, and I didn't just plant any mangoes. I knew I needed East Indian and, and, and Julie. So I was specific in the trees that I planted. I didn't just go and just ask, can you just give me two mango trees? And, and, and then I wait to see what they were supposed to be. I was specific in the harvest I wanted to reap. So if we sow good, we will reap good. But if we sow bad, we reap bad. So today, will you choose to speak words of life or words of death? Will you choose to be lazy or industrious? Will you choose to share your possessions with others or be stingy? Do you choose, will you choose to share your talents and your time with others? And that's a question that we all have to ask ourselves, including me. What seeds am I willing to plant? Because I cannot reap that which I did not sow. And I should only sow that which I intend to reap. Because whatever the seed, at the proper time and season, is going to bring forth a harvest after its kind. You and I will never escape the harvest from the crop. You and I will never escape the harvest from that crop. You and I will never escape the harvest. And the crop will always yield far more than the seed initially planted. So imagine the time that I have gossiped. Can you imagine how many persons have gossiped about me? Can you imagine the time that I've been judgmental? and critical and condemning how many persons have judged me and condemned me and been critical about me can you imagine the time that I have spent not sharing my time with others how a time is going to come when I need people and there will be none because I did not invest my time can you imagine when I withhold my money and a time is going to come there is no seed out there to grow so when I'm in need, there's no harvest to reap. Can you imagine the seeds you sowed and the seeds that you did not sow? In the due time, in the proper time, in the predetermined time, we will read for, reap a harvest after its kind. But we thank God that we serve a God who also provides a way out. 
A God who is forgiving. A God who allows us to come before him and confess our sins. And a God who comes and he encourages and he says, I know you are waiting on your harvest. The seeds are germinating. All those good seeds are germinating. But I also know for those who didn't plant a seed. Because if I never planted that mango tree five years ago, five years later, I would not have had a mango. I would still be going to my friends to ask for a mango. Or to ask for mangoes. Now I go to Jamaica in mango season. I can step out of my house and I can comfortably pick a mango because I've done it. I've gone to the, to the mango tree and I've literally just stood there, picked a mango, washed it, and I had it. I never had to get in my car and journey to my friends who had mango trees. But I'm recognizing if I did not plant that mango tree five years earlier, five years later, and now, which is like, what, 11 years later, I would not have had a mango to reap. So it is important to plant seeds. But it is important to plant seeds for the harvest you intend to reap. God cannot be mocked. Neither can we deceive him. We can't pretend to God that, Lord, I'm, I'm planting this seed. As a lady who said to me, she recognized that people sometimes will call it a gossip and they will tell you someone's story and say, I know you will pray. And she said, deep down in her heart, you know that they did not call her to pray. They called her to tell her the people's story. And so we know how to fix gossip and to turn it so it don't look like gossip. But God cannot be deceived. God cannot be mocked. And he knows our hearts. He knows the thought. He said, before the word is even formed on your lips, I know them. He knows where we start and he knows where we end. And he says, your seed is germinating. What type of seeds have you planted and are planting? Because a man only reap or reaps what he sows. And if you sow to please the flesh, from the flesh you will reap destruction and ruin. But if you sow to please the spirit, eternal life. And remember, eternal life is not only when you die. Eternal life begins the moment you accept God. So as I shared earlier when I started out about those two persons who died in, by the fire in their car. If they were saved... They never had to worry about the fire. Yes, they are physically dead, but spiritually they are still alive today. Not being perturbed by fire anymore, and that won't be their destiny. But if they did not know God, their, their eternal life really started early because they started being burned physically and again will be burned later on after death. Death still had a sting over them still had control over them but this morning I want us to just to stop just stop and Lord just bring back to our memories the way you did me this week and showed me my seeds and some of the seeds Lord mm, they were not good seeds but at the same time you told me 
that my bad seeds have contaminated my good seeds. And it's as if they nullify or void the work. All the good you do means nothing if you are concurrently doing the bad. So this morning I just want us to go before the Lord. Lord, reveal to us this morning where we need to repent. Reveal to us this morning, Lord, where we need to confess our sins to you. Reveal to us this morning, God, where we have planted seeds that are germinating and we have become tired and we, we, wonder, we are wondering, Lord, have you forgotten us? And you're saying to us, no, my child, I haven't forgotten you. Your harvest at the right time is going to yield its fruit after the kind. So whatever good you have done, whatever seeds you have sown in righteousness, whatever seeds you have sown in peace, whatever seeds you have sown in the spirit, whatever good you have done, whatever time you have given of yourself and of your, your possession lovingly and generously, those seeds are germinating. And they are going to yield harvest upon harvest. And so Lord, show us this morning where we have planted seeds that are infested seeds. So that we can come before you, Lord, and repent. You said we are to turn from our wicked ways. We are to seek you. Turn from our wicked ways and we will hear from you. And so, Father, we confess this morning where we have sown seeds sparingly. Good seeds, but sparingly. Good things, but sparingly because we have been so consumed with us, with ourselves, that we have sparingly sown seeds. We have sparingly put seeds in the ground and now, Lord, in the midst of COVID-19, when there, where we need to reap a harvest, there is nothing or not much because we did not sow enough seeds. Lord, show us where we are sowing seeds of fear and doubt instead of faith and trust in you. Show us, Lord, where we have sown seeds of hatred and resentment instead of love and compassion and kindness. Show us, Father, where we have sown war instead of peace. And our thought life is like a battlefield, God, because we have germinated so many seeds in our minds and we have released them with our mouth and with our actions. Reveal to us, Father, this morning where we can repent. Reveal to us this morning, God, where we need to repent. Reveal to us this morning, God, where you're saying to us, just wait a little longer, my child. The season is coming for your harvest. Father, we give you thanks this morning. We thank you, Father, that when we come before you and confess our sins, 
you are faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us of all unrighteousness. Thank you, Father. That's the, the, some of us, Father, the, the repentance that we need is, is a, from a life of sin, a total life of sin. Where we have lived our lives sinning every day, we have not yet turned to you. Or for some of us, Lord, we got so tired of the situation, we walked away from you. And this morning you are saying to your children, come back to me, my child. Or come to me, my child. Come and now sow seeds in the spirit. You have lived your life all these years sowing to please the flesh. Hatred, sexual immorality, lust, drunkenness, witchcraft, dissension, discord, debauchery. And he's saying to us, come my child this morning. Come. Help, let me help you to guarantee that your harvest will be a blessed harvest rather than a cursed harvest. And so, Father, this morning I give you thanks. Thank you for being our waymaker. Thank you for being a forgiving and a loving and a kind God. Thank you that you do not leave us in our stupor and in our mess, but you always come alongside us. And show us where we are going wrong. Your arms are always outstretched to us, God. And you are bidding us to come. 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 Because some of you are weary. Come. Some of you have no money. Come. Some of you have no bread and tissue this morning. Come. Some of you are laden with fear. Come. Some of you cannot trust me because you do not know what you believe. Come. Come. Some of you have walked away from me. Come back to me. Some of you remain in me, but you still continue to plant seeds that are not good. Come. You have looked at your situation and you have given it a name. And from your mouth, you have literally cursed yourself. Come back to me. You have planted negative seeds about your body. You look at your body and you hate different parts of your body. And you wonder why your body is, is infested with sickness. He says, come. And so, Father, we just give you thanks that we can come to you this morning. We come to a faithful God, a forgiving God. Oh, God. The one who says, you water, you, you plant, but I give the increase. And even while we're sleeping, the scripture says that you are allowing the seeds to grow. We're sleeping, but they are growing because we planted them and you are the one giving them the increase. Father, I pray that you will kill some of my seeds. Starve them of the nutrient that they need, God, because I've planted bad seeds. But Lord, the seeds that are good, continue to water them. Continue, God, to give them the increase. 
Lord, teach me. Put, Lord God, a lid over my mouth. Cause me to take my thoughts captive to the obedience of Christ. So that whatever I think and say and do will reflect what I desire to reap. Because, Lord, I only sow what I intend to reap. And I only reap what I sow. So, Lord, we just give you thanks. We give you praise. In Jesus' name. You're coming out. 